Hey there, Friday Night Movie family. You are listening to a very special Baltimore Comic-Con 2022 episode of the Friday Night Movie podcast. This episode is packed, filled with amazing guests. We hope you enjoy it. As usual, you can follow us at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram and all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at FridayNightMoviePod.com. Enjoy the show. Day three of Baltimore Comic-Con, and we are bringing out the big guns today. The big guns today. We have with us Dulce Montoya. Tia, I didn't get the pronunciation of your last name. Chuck. Tia Chuck from AWA Studios Mm -hmm. and Artisans. Studios and Artisans. Is that how it's still... Uh, AWA Studios. AWA yeah. Studios. Uh, the Artisans is in the is one of the A's. Oh, <laughs> it's one of the A's. Okay, got it. AWA Studios. AWA Studios, which, if you recall from last year's Baltimore Comic Con coverage, we spoke to the editor in chief, the publisher, the boss, Chief Axel, Creative Officer, Chief yeah. Creative Officer Axel Alonso, a legend in the comic world. A lot of what people are enjoying in like the MCU right now, like came up when he was in charge of Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. But Axel and these incredible people, including you both, have started this amazing company, AWA, that has some of the most creative and intelligent writing. Like, just the words on the page, just we're, we were reading all the stuff we picked up yesterday, just blow us away. But also because we're movie fans, like, all of this is going to make, I hope someone's making the movies, like, right mm-hmm. now. Because, you know, I love the MCU, I love the DCU, but people are saying, like, oh, it's all the same. Okay, great. Put your money where your mouth is. Make one of these because they're incredible. Yeah, thank you. And and another big thing, big news. Dulce worked on what is now Ringo and Eisner. Already won an Eisner award-winning Not All Robots. Well, I would like to say that we are a startup, so we all very much pitch in and... uh, It's not just me, but uh, (laughs) I'm basically, you know, coordinating editor, making sure everybody gets their stuff in on time. But okay. <laughs> team effort, AWA, I would Okay. Like to say. That's yeah. great to hear. Startups are, are awesome that way. It's like a happy family. But your 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 work is not just awesome to read, but it's it's winning awards. It won one mm-hmm. of the biggest awards uh, last night here at the con. And uh, we want to talk to you about your books and then we want to talk about movies and stuff. This is my sister Becky. Hi. Becky's, you, no, I don't know. I just wanted what? to. I don't know. Am I paying it? attention? Yes, I'm paying attention. Okay. And I know what we're talking about. When we're doing the I, podcast, when you, sometimes when you Becky take is. A, when which you one take is the a breath. Sibling? Wait, how about you guess? <laughs> All right. When you take a breath, I'll ask a question, but it's, you know. Okay, that's true. You're very excited. Also, you're very excited. That's and true. I don't want to take this moment from you. Okay. You know, I, I know how much this interview means. Okay. How. All right. Amped up you are and, about about these and, comics. And, and Wait, even though it's, no, go ahead. Even though it's a team effort, I just want to also say, Tia worked on Absolution, which is like 
As you described it yesterday, but I'm going to re-describe it in my own way. Imagine the Running Man with Assassins and the Hunger, Na Hunger Game. <laughs> yeah. But there's like streaming, and you need likes, and it's not just about the killing. It's the style. It's so intense. It very much had like a Hunger Games vibe in the um, like, turning murder <laughs> into uh, a commodity, like a I, pop culture. I, I, I say I enjoyed it yeah. more than The Hunger Games, though, so that was yeah. really no, awesome. No, 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 I, 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 it's definitely... So I. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely edgier <laughs> and, and, and more interesting. Yeah. And then Hit Me, which I is... Hear, I want to hear... And no, you both worked on that? No? Uh, that, yeah, I was series editor on that one. Um, so Hit Me, which I, I would not read to your kids. No. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to start reading it, but we read what it's about mm -hmm. and that seemed really different from other stories that are out there so yeah. i do want to ha get a, have a moment to get into that one and explain that and just overall the body of work that awa puts out can you tell tell us tell me what um what it's about what the common thread is yeah totally um so you know axel most recently marvel but he was also a senior editor at vertigo um, before that, you know, worked on Preacher um, and other stuff that's really great. I can't remember right now. It was a long <laughs> awards night last night. Um, <laughs> but I, I always think that we're very much more in the vertigo vein, very much action, adventure, um, horror, mature readers. Like, we really care a lot about the storyline um, and we really care a lot about the art. And we're just trying to really put stuff out there that's intelligent and smart and beautiful to look at. Um, and that, you know, it has a cinematic quality to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Tia, how about you? What's your take on the AWA vibe? Yeah, I mean, most of our stuff is creator-owned, so I think that gives uh, a lot of flexibility in how people choose to tell their stories. So with DC or Marvel, you're working with established characters, you have a story that you want to tell, but you might not be able to go completely off the rails with it. Um, where we work is in a space that we have a lot of flexibility and freedom to let creators tell the stories that they want to tell. So I think that's kind of where we're thriving right now. Yeah, and I love it because you said cinematic, but they're also like true books, meaning the stories really take you through a beginning and end. There isn't like the, not that I don't mind the serial comics, but, but you feel like you've invested in something, you soak it up, and then you're ready for the next chapter, but you've gotten some kind of resolution. So mm -hmm. that's really, really exciting, exciting thing about the books. Okay, let's get into the individual books that you all worked on. Okay. Okay. Cool. I want to start, well, let's save Not All Robots for last. The big, the big award winner. But let's start with, let's start with Absolution. Sure. Okay. Absolution, and this is when we're going to throw in some of our movie questions. All right. Like I said, I described it. Did I describe it well? Did yeah. I do a good job? Okay, cool. All right. What's a little bit about the behind the scenes of Absolution? What are people? What are what are the folks thinking about when they're driving these characters in the direction that they're driving them? What? I, I mean, there's the bigger point about media and things like that. But to tell, tell me a little bit. Tell us a little bit about uh, yeah, sort of what the drive is behind it. Sure. So Peter Milligan is the author, and uh, a lot of his stuff does have um, a more philosophical bent. Um, he wants to tackle really deep, big questions. And we actually have, uh, in the back matter of this issue, an essay by Peter, where oh, he wow. goes into uh, some of his thoughts and motivations about the character. So if you pick up issue number one, you can definitely get that and read a little bit more into Peter's mind. So, so we also, do we all see the slight the slight shade for me for not having read the long part at the end. 
Everyone knows on the show that I don't read essays. Yeah. So. <laughs> So it's it's right here. Oh, okay. All right. It's yeah. There are a lot of words at the end. <laughs> I'll you know what? I'll read it and I'll summarize yeah, it for you. Um, <laughs> I will get the. But okay. But that's re- that that's that's really really cool. That is really cool. Yeah, I think Peter wanted to tackle the idea of what is justice and what is absolution and can you get that from other people or is that something that has to come internally? Um, and that's something that Nina really struggles with over the course of the series. That that's is fantastic. That is so rad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Think about it. We'll come back to it later, but okay. we're going to need you to cast the movie. Okay. Okay? <laughs> Just we'll come back. Okay. Hit me. Mm-hmm. Hit me. Unlike anything I've ever read, yeah. and, um, that one I read the opening essay, and it is absolutely incredible because it, it really situates this um, in talking about sex workers mm-hmm. and in talking about... Um, uh, BDSM culture um, and and really framing up the character in this incredibly powerful and um, uh, uh, powerful and empowering way. I, mm-hmm. I just the opening the opening from the from the writer who's Christine Krista Faust mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um, but I've only gotten like a little bit into it. Tell us a little bit about it. As the series editor, you really know sure. what's where it's going, what's happening. Yeah. Um, so the story is about Lulu, who is a professional pain slut. Uh, it's set in the early 90s Atlantic City. And she ends up witnessing the execution of one of her best clients. Um, and uh, a bag of diamonds is left at the scene that she runs off with. And then, of course, trouble ensues. Um, but, you know, she really uses her wits about her and her street smarts to uh, get ahead and, you know, win it all at Atlantic City. Um, but I, I'm super proud of this book. I love it. Uh, Krista Faust, we've worked with her on other titles as well, including Redemption and Bad Mother, which was one of our first ba- titles. Oh, Bad Mother's that. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she, she's a professional dominatrix, has been in the sex worker industry for a very long time, New York and L.A., um, and I'm, again, so proud of this because ever since I started this gig, I really wanted to do something like this. And working with Krista is amazing. And working with Priscilla as well and Marco Lesko, they're a great team. Um, so this this book is awesome. This is something I've always wanted to do in my career. So really proud of it. That's really cool. As I would say, like, there's probably other books that cover this, but this is unlike anything I've ever yeah, read. And it's totally. really cool. Yeah. And obviously coming from a very... Um, authentic voice. Mm-hmm. This is someone who understands, you know, or, anyway, from, from Krista's right. background. If, this if, is, if, this if, is not, no one else, you know, it's it's important to have someone with the lived experience yeah. to and be I, driving characters yeah. who are coming from that similar As background. opposed to being written by, like, some dude who right. wants mm-hmm. to be edgy. Yeah. This is written by someone who's speaking from the voice. It's yeah. very cool. I yeah. spoke to her, yeah, we've spoken extensively about uh, everything that goes into the book over the phone and everything. And, you know, we were doing this project um, during lockdown, early lockdown. And, uh, yeah, it was it was so great to be able to talk to Krista and, yeah, get that authenticity out and be able to really give a real representation out there about the, you know, sex workers. It's real work. and. It's yeah, really, I love it. It's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm excited to read it. Okay, now, Eisner and Ringo Award winner, Not All Robots. Mm-hmm. I I was, as Becky said, cackling. Ah. The dialogue, the dialogue, the word. Like, well, to be clear, moved. he was cackling, and then I'd get a, oh, no. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, give me the book. 
I love it because I also have similar reactions to things all the time. Perhaps it's the Jew in us. I don't know. <laughs> people are always like, what? Is everything okay? Why are you so dramatic? Yeah, we're very expressive. Yes. We're very expressive. Absolutely. So I, I enjoy a good cackle. I enjoy a good gasp. Thank and, you. <laughs> and this one was like the satirical the satirical world of like it was like Futurama yeah. but with the foreboding apocalyptic elements of Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. I was, was at least that's what I was feeling no that's a really great log line I wish that's what we went with because <laughs> the minute I like read the scripts you know I was like oh man this is like Futurama I love it already oh yeah. actually I would love to play a little bit of a log line game with you all also because okay. yesterday <laughs> hanging out at the booth I was blown away one by one as you everyone's describing me the log lines of the different different books but thank you I'm, I appreciate the, the compliment mm-hmm. there um, okay AWA, mm-hmm. what other big stuff is in store for AWA? Uh, well, if you check out AWA now, you'll find out. AWA uh, now. <laughs> but uh, we have some great projects coming up uh, with Dan Pinozian, who I just love to death. Um, he's done covers for us before, but you know, he's lately he's been getting into writing more. He's a very talented artist, um, but this one he's writing, it's, uh, God, what would be the log line for this? It's like... Uh, 1970s rock and roll, Satanism with like a haunting house, and um, yeah, a uh, you know flower child who uh, has to try to get the best out of the Satanist cabal. And every one of these, I want to see the movie version of every one of these. Netflix, God bless you, but no more Gray Man. Uh, And Gray Man was like, okay, like why wouldn't you just make this? Yeah, so much more interesting. Yeah. Uh, are we gonna cast? Yeah, we got a cat. Okay, we've given you time to think. I hope your okay. brains have been percolating. Mm-hmm. Tia, I'm gonna come back to you, but then they'll say you. <laughs> All right. So, Nina's got an awesome mohawk and guns. Who are you gonna cast in the lead role? I actually went through and did all the art reference for this book, and as I was collecting art reference for Nina, I cast early uh, Mila Povich. Oh, amazing. Yes. Perfect. Like, truly, like, one of the action icons, sci-fi icons, and, I mean, The Fifth Element is a big yes. deal for our family. But I, I also, I've seen, I haven't seen all the Resident Evil because, while I love certain elements of horror, when it's like too apocalyptic, I get very anxious. <laughs> Resident Evil doesn't look like there's any happy ending. Like it just seems like every time it ends, there's going to be some more like horrific thing that opens. But she's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's a great choice. That's so cool. All right. Dulce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's start with Hit Me. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip Lulu okay. for a second. Okay. She has a like muscular sparring partner, guard dog character slash yeah. unrequited love interest. Oh yeah, he's so hot. That is, I mean, that is a very handsome drawing. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, and there's this great line about how guard dogs and stray cats don't go together, uh-huh. even though he's in love with her. I mean, it's the, the it's just so well. Like immediately, you catch everything that's happening. Where, who would you cast in that oh role? Oh my god. Okay. Oh god, I completely forgot his name. But Danny. um no, yeah, I know Danny, but I forgot the actor's <laughs> name. Um you guys watch Kim Con- Kim's Convenience? Kim's Convenience, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Absolutely. Older brother. 
Our mother and our other sister. The one that's the that's in the Marvel movies now? Yeah. Simu. Oh, Simu. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that's in the Marvel movie. Yeah. The guy that's yeah. Shang-Chi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Great He's choice. He's so hot. I've yeah. seen Great him in this role. Oh, that's what I was thinking choice. of during this. So. That's Great. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Great choice. If he wants to ever talk to me about it, you know. Okay, you well, I mean, we grew up in Canada. <laughs> He's Canadian. You know, oh, good. There we you go. Know, yeah. Maybe someone in Canada will bootleg him this. Yeah, Six degrees, yeah. you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll find a way to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Tia, you've read all, all these books, too, right? Okay. In in the other books here, are there any other casting things that you have? Like, like, do you have a Nina in mind? Do you have for these, the family? I don't know how long the main family survives because I've only read the first issue. But <laughs> so maybe, we're, have, maybe we're not bothering to cast Yeah, maybe them. we're not. Or maybe we don't have to spend a lot of money on those. But... Or maybe the voice, the voice of, of the, the of Razorball, the, the, the key robot. Like, is there any of those that come to mind? Hmm. I mean, I didn't... Dulce was the series editor on those books, so I did not have quite as much as involved. But you read them, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so, you know, like, as a fan, I'm going to cast two of this <laughs> way, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, nothing's coming to mind right now, unfortunately. Oh, okay. We'll come can, back can to I, you. Can I give a proposal for yeah. Razorball? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would go, obviously, someone comedic, and I'm thinking mm. either... Um, Reese Darby from all the Tangled oh, TV stuff, wow. or like, or if you're going to American, maybe a Will Ferrell. Ah. Will Ferrell. I was thinking, and maybe Reese, this is yeah. too obvious, but he's so brilliant, and he's done dark comedy before. Is Patton Oswalt? Mm, my God, I yeah. should say that because he is a fan of ours. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I, I love. He I, really loved Hit Me. I'm pretty sure he was also a fan of Not All Robots. Yes. And I, I saw. We had the opportunity to see. I love. I love my dad. Mm-hmm. A while ago, like before. I think it's finally well, out you now. You already. You already saw. You I, saw it at South I, by. I right? saw South by. Oh, and, that looks so good. <laughs> and there's a darkness and a funniness and a desperation his performance in that is so incredible mm-hmm. um, that reminds me of like Razorball because he's he's kind of desperate mm. a, a, and a, I mean at least to me in the first chapter like he's like there's like a desperation of trying to find some meaning and uh, you know, but there's a little bit of a funny. Anyways, I I, I could hear Patton Oswalt in there. Well, so maybe you know, we'll do it. six degrees. Please also let Patton. Know, <laughs> uh, we'll start tweeting. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a big Goldberg's fan too, and he narrates that show, Excellent. so he does a lot of disembodied voice work. Yeah, he would yeah. be great for that, and you know, he, he's a fan. Okay. All right, how about how about Lulu? Lulu, um, man, you know, I am not up on my like recent movies. I will say, but I do feel like Zendaya would be. Oh, pretty great. Zendaya look. would be very cool. I've, oh, I really like her range a lot, and I really feel like she would be really great for this role. And I, I would like to see her Maybe doing that. Maybe Zoe Kravitz. Oh, Zoe yeah, Kravitz. or Zoe oh, Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Sure. That's very cool. Yeah. Bringing those Catwoman, the Catwoman mm-hmm. vibes. Yeah, that'd be definitely. Cool. Yeah, that's that, a good one. I, all right, I, I, I really love that. You know who I really love? Oh my goodness, how could I possibly forget her name? Because I've only said it a thousand times she's an upload andy oh right um because oh. she's played more um hold on i gotta pull it up uh, and, do you know what i'm talking about the lead in, seen, andy allo andy allo would be really no. lead in that. okay andy allo it's a great show and she can Very she cute. can kind of do everything she's 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 incredible Sweet. oh okay all right now let's just talk do you have a couple more minutes yeah, okay. absolutely. Oh, okay, great. No, right. I was actually just trying to double check the the name of the actor Simu uh, Lu. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because yeah, I felt yeah, yeah. bad. <laughs> and I love him so much, but again, I'm so not up to date with my like modern contemporary like actors and actresses. Like all, all I do is comic books now. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So now let's just talk in general things you like in the mood. We always love to have recommendations mm-hmm. um, uh, and 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 things like that for our audience. Are there any shows or movies that you're watching these days that you're into or one that you don't think maybe gets enough appreci- appreciation? So, oh, folks should go back and check okay, yeah. this out. Um, um, I'm like, God, ever since the pandemic, I've been in the complete opposite boat. I've just been rewatching The Simpsons over and over that's and over a, again. That's wow, rec. that's a great I'm one. I'm a huge that's a great Simpsons fan. Uh-huh. Uh, I did start rewatching Bob's Burgers again. Oh, that is a big one in my house. Yeah. My kids, my I brought it to my kids. They have now watched it so much, like all the way through multiple times, mm-hmm. that I, I, I basically I can't watch it anymore. Like I'm uh, like, like I love it. Yeah. But I. It's so it's on in our house all the time. I know it's on in mine too, but <laughs> I'm okay with it still. Okay. Um, oh, one other show I will say because I'm very excited for the the last season of Show Up in America eventually is Dairy Girls. Really, really. Oh, oh I heard great yeah. stuff about great, Dairy. Heard great very stuff about good, it. I extremely seen it funny. I highly recommend. I think Lily's a fan. Our third co-host. I- Oh yeah. yeah. Have you seen have you seen Reservation Dogs? No. A little bit. Reserva- I haven't been but I've been thinking Reservation about Dogs it, yeah. is like incredible. The two season the two seasons of Reservation Dogs mm-hmm. feels like not it's not the same. No, there's not much murder in it. But <laughs> but in the sense the way an AWA book begins and ends, but there could be another chapter but yeah. you feel that satisfaction. Yeah. The first two seasons like the end is it just Mm, it's beautiful. Oh, I gotta watch that then. Yeah, that's actually part of the reason that I love Dairy Girls too. And I mean, it is like a what three seasons they're only doing because it's mm-hmm. it's an Irish show, so mm-hmm. you know different rules, different rules over there. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, there's definitely like at the end of every season, there's like a certain resolution that feels very like okay, even if this did end, I feel happy mm-hmm. with with this, and yeah, it feels complete. All right, yeah. Tia, what are you, you watching? I just finished another rewatch of Avatar: The Last Airbender. The, uh, 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 that the, speaks right to our hearts. The greatest, the great out, outside of stars, and even then, one could argue stars is a little bit bloated now. But <laughs> to me, Avatar, Airbender, that that yes. universe, that Avatar verse is the best, most whole created, amazing universe since since Star Wars. I just yeah. went and bought Momo and Appa. Yeah. Momo and Appa. Oh yeah, we're very. To hang in my children's room but <laughs> we're Becky and I are we it's still Lily has still not watched the show that's our, our other sibling and it we, we we get I get visibly angry at people who haven't watched it yet. I just find it so like Okay, well, there, there's a gap. It. There's a gap. Listen, oh. there's a gap. There's there's just gonna be a gap. Yeah, you just you don't do. you don't understand, all right? I know. I just <laughs> don't get it. All right. So can we ask you a couple Airbender stories? All right. Questions. <laughs> so you've seen Cora, of course, too. Yes. Okay. Right. Not recently, but yes. Okay. But you but you know them both. Okay. So who is your favorite character across all of? You got to pick one across all of both. Uh, both shows. Toph is so iconic in the original series. And yeah. I feel like they did her very dirty in Korra by making her a cop, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think, interesting that they made her dirty in Korra by making her a cop or the mom of the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
But I thought that the way her character evolved with unconventional relationships and the way she mentors, but in that tough love kind of right. way. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I I've, mean, you saw hints of that in the original series with how she worked yeah. with Aang. Yeah. Also, I, like, living all by herself out in the woods, removed. Like, it's very tough to push. But also to have taken a few away. lovers. Yeah. A few mysterious lovers. Like, yeah. Top. Like, that. But that's also like Brian and Mike, you know, like, or, like I know them, right? Like, Tim <laughs> yeah. Martino and Penny Etzko. Um, like, that's so, but I but I see what you mean by making her a cop. But then in her amongst her children, you had you had the tension play out so beautifully, right? Mm-hmm. Between her by the book cop and then the like more hippie bohemian <laughs> bureaucrat <laughs> kind of or like left wing big government person yeah. right. versus. So I okay, that's so all right. So I love top my my personal favorite over time. It was originally Katara. Mm-hmm. It kind of continues to be Katara, but over time. Korra's growth is so amazing. I, I'm so emotional every time we finish Korra. And I, it's the character I want to see more of most because I feel like it was just getting started. Yeah. Uh, um, so Korra's mine. Back, how about you? I would say my favorite is Sokka. Mm-hmm. But I identify most with Toph. Becky's I, sure she's which an is, No, which is why Sokka is my favorite. It makes sense because Toph and Sokka have such a special friendship, like such a close bond. So obviously Sokka is my favorite right. because I identify with Toph. Makes and, sense yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I was telling Becky this morning, we were talking about something. I said, you know, Beck, I'm really jealous or I'm really, I'm really envious of you. And, and she thought I was talking about like something like heavy in life and she, and she starts finishing my sentence. And I was like, no, no, no. No, I, I'm just jealous that you know what kind of bender you are. I really, like, I struggle with what kind of bender I would be. Do you know what kind of bender you would be? No. I feel like sometimes, like, water, I feel like, is the most versatile. Oh, um, that's cool. But firebending looks so cool. Oh, wow. I, I'm confident I'm not earth or fire. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if I'm an airbender because I'm a kid at heart. Mm. And there's that. But I'm not a, I don't know if I'm light and airy. Pretty anxious. I'm probably more water. I, <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm probably, which is funny because I don't I like being in the water. You're the most similar to Katara of that is, anyone. Yeah, like I would is, say that's the the character that that I would think speaks to I, you the most I, because I, you want everyone to have fun, but just in a way that is make that makes sense and, and is organized. On mission. And is on I mission. Like we can on, have fun as long as we are staying on mission. I yeah. think I need a uh, Cosmo quiz to tell me what. It is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which bender you are? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness! I could talk about this show oh, like, all but day. This is an interview with AWA. Who are busy? Who are busy? Let's uh, talk about us more. Okay, <laughs> let it. Let us talk about you all. Let tell us a little bit about your journey as artists to working with this incredible uh, upstart, upshot, upstart, upstart publisher. Uh, who wants to go first? I can. Okay. Um, so I actually went to art school. Uh, and realized I did not want to be a freelancer. That was not what I was interested in. But I had a media studies professor who had a lot of contacts in the comic industry. So he suggested um, that I reach out and start looking for internships. So I first interned with DC, and then I interned with Marvel, and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My God. That's, that's, those are incredible internships. Pretty yeah. places back. to start. That's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. And, and then? Uh, the pandemic hit and the comics industry shut down and I was like, oh, very cute that this happened to the industry <laughs> I'm trying to enter right now. Um, but one of the people that I worked with at Marvel, Nick Lowe, uh, he was trained by Axel 
and he heard that Axel was looking for an assistant editor. So he uh, got in touch with Axel and passed my name along, and Axel reached out to me. Yeah, that, that's amazing. That's, that's so amazing. incredible. And and needless to say, you you must be incredibly talented, right? Like that, you don't end up with these people without right. your without having done an amazing work. So, hat tip to you. Um, what's your dream job in the comics world? I really do like editorial work. That's um, great. I think that's like the perfect mix of having some creative input, but it's not my name on the cover. I am not the talent who has to hit the deadlines. Mm. Um, I'm making sure that. But you can be the little notes that sign, like Jim Shooters in the like the '90s would always be like, <laughs> "Look back at this issue," or "Isn't this cool?" Like, yeah. and have like the have like the TC. <laughs> I'm more behind the scenes, making sure that things are running on time. Okay, very cool. And what genre do you want to work in most? I really love monster stories. Ooh. Oh, okay, cool. who's a monster that you love? Um, I think my interest in monsters started uh, in high school. We read Grendel uh, by John. Oh, Carter. like the, that's Vertigo. That's right. Isn't that is Grendel? Uh, it's a novel, like oh. from Grendel's perspective. Oh, okay. I was thinking like Grendel War Child, yeah. like the yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. This is just Grendel, like this from is the literature. Yeah. From the oh. yeah again book. <laughs> yeah, book. he doesn't do that. Not, I, I, I he's not gonna know. I bought a bookmark. <laughs> I bought a bookmark uh-huh. that has John Ralphio's face on it from Parks and Rec, and it says, books are the worst. <laughs> That's and amazing. I bought it. It's right over there from really? that guy, by the way, Drew Blank. He has great Ooh, The yeah, most amazing stuff. That. The most money I spent here was over there. Lovely. Even more than I spent at AW. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so oh, so Grendel, that. all right, so the mo- that's that's from the Beowulf, Beowulf right? Yeah. yeah, that's it. And we have a, a our own interpretation. It's called Grendel, Kentucky. Yes, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Beowulf, but uh, set in the '70s with biker chicks. Cool. So highly recommend. That's so cool. Yeah. All right, Dulce. Yes. How did you make your way? to working for this incredible publisher? Quite circuitously. Um, so an undergrad, I went to a very tiny liberal arts school in, in Ohio, and I was really more- Do you want to name check your school? Are you proud of it or just like- Kenyon College. I know people who went to Kenyon. Do you I knew, really? I knew it's you were so gonna small, say Kenyon. I'm sure you knew I was gonna say that. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we probably know some of the same people then, yeah. Okay, it's cool, so, we'll, so small. We'll, we'll talk it. We'll talk it. But uh, great education. Um, and I was really kind of just learning to going on the path of being an art curator. I would say Kenyon really prepares us for grad school. That was kind of the expectation. I'm really glad I didn't do that. But for a long time, I thought I was going to go to grad school and get a, you know, a master's or a PhD in art history and do the fine arts thing and everything. And then kind of right after graduation, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer for a while. I uh, would have been a terrible lawyer, other than the fact that I can hold my booze. Um, <laughs> that's Ooh, the only thing that would have helped me. Some good lawyer shade there. Yeah, yeah. well, ugh, uh, don't work with them. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, then I just decided, all right, I don't want to go to grad school. I don't want to be a lawyer. I got to figure out what I want to do. And I applied to this job, and I got it, and it's my career now. So, yeah. That, that's amazing. I've Are, never felt more at home, though, so in a job. It sounds like a show and dipity situation. Show and dipity. You know what a show and dipity is? No. Of course not. We made it up, but why, <laughs> why, why would you know what it is? Uh, a show and dipity, well, this will be our next, we'll close on this if you still have a few more minutes, because yeah, I want to yeah. talk to Dulce some more. Show and dipity, start thinking about it. It's a show or a movie that comes to you in a moment mm-hmm. that is the exact right moment. Yeah. And maybe it's a good show and you would have liked it anyway, but in that moment, it gets in your soul. Or maybe it's something that is maybe not 
you wouldn't in if you had seen it in another mood in another situation another point of your life you wouldn't have connected with it as well but in this moment it was exactly what you needed. Last year, for example, mm-hmm. during Baltimore Comic Con, Becky and I <laughs> oh, yeah, were like exhausted in the hotel room editing the episodes, and we put on the show the other two on. Uh, I heard about on, that. On I HBO. did want to see that. Oh, that's yeah. a show on Deputy. And it's about siblings. Yeah. And, and we, it was the best. So it was like this came to us yeah. in the right moment. So just think about yours to yeah. close on that. Okay. So what is your dream job in the industry? Um. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to be the next Stanley. I just want to be a okay. character walking around, making jokes, you know. Cameos. Show, yeah, cameos. You'll, you'll do cameos in all of the AWA movies. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, want to grow a real big mustache and uh, be on The Simpsons someday. I, and, I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> joking a little bit. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Um, no, but I mean, I love working in editorial. I love uh, making relationships with our artists and writers, incredible people, and just helping them make the best stories that they're doing. So, you know, I, I feel like I'm already pretty much in my dream job. Just, you know, hope to be a couple scales up so, you know, that's, could earn more that's, money. That's so <laughs> awesome to hear. Yeah. so great. Now, what... what what genre do you want to work on most? Again, I'm kind of already doing it. Uh, crime and satire and horror. Yeah, I, I feel really... Lo- it's funny because <laughs> I remember when I was growing up, being seven years old, my best friend at the time, she said she wanted to be a comic book artist. And I just remember thinking to myself as a seven-year-old, like, why would you want to do that? You can't earn any money. <laughs> and <laughs> now I do this. And uh, I really... I'm so happy to be earning money from comic books, and I'm so happy to be able to offer artists and writers money <laughs> to do comic yeah. books, and no, you know, great. offer them lots of money for those of them that are uh, thinking about working with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I I I love my job. It's that, a dream. It's that, great. <laughs> that's amazing. All right, show and dippity. Yes. All right, because I feel like AWA was show and dippity last year for us. Um, uh, Jackie came by our booth and said, hey, do you want to interview Axel Alonso? Mm-hmm. And we're like, yes, we'll interview comic book legend Axel Alonso. And, you know, he's going to sit for five minutes. We sat for much longer. He gave us so much time. He's such a mensch. And then since then, <laughs> we we dove in. I mean, I dove in and became such an AWA fan. So mm-hmm. for me, that was a real show indipity moment. Serendipity. Right? Yeah. But when have you had a show indipity mo- movie or TV show or or, you know, media moment like that. Like I said, the other two was big for us. What's another, while you think, this is when you do your thinking, we'll give some examples. What's well, one of your big ones? Avatar is, is a huge one for me. I, it's a bit of an I told you show slash a show in because Shy had been really on me to watch it. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm not going to be into it. I'm not going to be into it. But after I had my second kid and I'm home on maternity leave, I finally, you know, I'm home alone with the baby all day, every day. Mm. I turned it on I started watching it and it was just like I don't know my heart was just cracked open and I'm like I am ready to receive this Mm -hmm. and it was it was a perfect yeah perfect moment yeah how about you all uh, I think for me, Arcane on Netflix, oh. a League of Legends show. League of oh, Legends cool. show, like it's connected to the games? It is. Okay. Uh, you don't need to have any League of Legends knowledge because I Good. did not going into it. So what's the pitch? Yeah. Um, so the story follows one of the main characters from the video game, Jinx. Uh, it's kind of her origin story. Um, the animation is what drew me in. It is so beautiful. It looks hand-painted. Um, wow. Yeah, I would highly recommend it just off I love of- that. So not yeah. your typical sort of... Uh, you know, CGI-looking 3D universe. Right, something exactly. Little, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, I was 
in the pandemic and I needed something and I heard that there was this beautiful animated show on Netflix and I checked it out and it was amazing. All right, Arcane. Yeah. Dulce? Um, for me, I would say it's uh, the author Natsuo Kurino. Um, she is a feminist Japanese author who writes some really gnarly stuff. Um, uh, first book I read by her was grotesque. That would have been, uh, I think, last year or two years ago. It was right around the time, actually, we started working on Hit Me. Um, and uh, it's her books are insane. Um, her other book, Out, is really popular. There is a medically accurate decapitation scene in there that is... Uh, is Out from AWA? No, oh, no, that's no, not no. The, that's not the out from no, AWA. It's a novel. Okay, it's oh, a different. Oh yeah, because we do have you have a thing that, ah, the Nazi fighting one. Right. Yeah. yeah this this sense. one is about um, four uh, Japanese women, middle aged, who are working in a uh, lunchbox factory, who end up um, helping cover up a murder and end up in uh, more decapitation situations. But the wow. stuff is gnarly. Um, and I remember talking to Krista about uh, about her books, about Natsuo Carino, and we really connected on it. And yeah, I just felt like, it, what, what a wonderful author to come into my life to read and you know gain more inspiration about and to be able to connect with Krista and to be able to do a crime story like Hit Me. I feel like uh, all, those, all those books, all that literature really got to me at the right moment. That's, That's great. incredible. Yeah, okay. We are here with Dulce Montoya, Tia Check from AWA Studios. Say all the things of where people can follow all the things oh, as we okay. as we as we wrap up. All right. Um you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, Again, I want to make AWA, sure I get so it right. AWA, you know the right AWA logo AWA folks. AWA Studios official. Yes. Um and you can follow us on LinkedIn, I'm sure. AWA Studios official, yeah, that's I will the... be applying for an internship. Yes, yes, <laughs> please do. Um, and uh, what's the other stuff? You can uh, follow our, our newsletter, please. Um, that uh, You can go to our website, uh, which is probably awastudios.net. Um, where, where else? Oh, oh, no, but you as artists, <laughs> do you as artists want to be followed? Oh, I mean, I'm not an artist. I can barely draw. But as an editor, sure, you can follow me at Dulce Maria Montoya. Um, that's D-U-L-C-E Maria and Montoya, like, you know, Princess Bride. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you can see pictures of me and my rabbits, pretty much, and sometimes <laughs> comic books that I work on. Okay. I am actually an outlier in that I don't have any social media. I am very bad at it, and it stresses me out. Okay. So I would just well, then don't do it. Say. Yeah. Stay, stay away from it. It yeah. is not necessary for life, but what is necessary is reading the AWA yes. works. Thank you so much for making so much Thank time you. to chat with us. We're such big really fans. Special. Thank you. And uh, hugs from the Friday Night Movie family to the AWA family. And yeah. uh, ditto. Like Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great rest of the con. You too. You can follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. You can sign up for our newsletter at FridayNightMoviePod.com. Our theme music is by What Does It Eat? Thanks for listening.